SAFM Sports Wrap. Thank you very much to the MoneyWeb team. They're back on your radio tomorrow at 6. I'm Brad Brown. This is SAFM Sports Wrap on South Africa's news and information leader. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll hear from Bafana Bafana coach Sheikh Mashabi. He announced his 25-man squad earlier today. We'll also unpack the Springboks loss to Japan with uh, former Bok Henny LaRue this evening. And we'll also touch base with Banyana Banyana captain uh, Janine van Veik on tonight's show as well. But uh, talking of Sheikh Mashabi, he announced that team today and uh, it includes Kaiser Chiefs midfielder George Labisi. The national team will travel to Central America in the next FIFA international break. That's between the 5th and the 13th of October. The full squad is as follows. Jackson, Mobokwane, Tumalin Kune, Ronwin Williams. Defenders, Rivaldo Kutsia, Tlani Slatswayo, Siobongo Nklapo, Aneli Nhanka, Mashaba, Clayton Daniels, Tabo Matlaba. In the midfield, Dean Furman, Andile Jali. Bongani Zulu, Mandla Masangu, Jabulani Shongwe, Mpo Makola, Ayanda Patosi, George Libisi, and Opa Manisa. Up front, Tulani Sero, Tamsankwa Kabuza, Sibasiso Vilakazi, Tukelaranti, and Prince Mumalo. Four fixtures to look forward to in the AFSA Premiership this evening. Bidvest Vitz host Super Sports United, Marisburg United welcome Free State Stars to the Harry Guala. Chipper United away to Platinum Stars, while Orlando Pirates head north to take on Polokwane City. Those matches kick off in an hour from now. In international news, Liverpool striker Christian Benteke will undergo a scan on his hamstring injury today. There's also a host of third-round Capital One Cup matches uh, to look forward to tonight. Selected fixtures include Sunderland against Man City, Leicester up against West Ham, and Villa come up against Birmingham. Talk of the rugby world continues to be Japan. They're in action again tomorrow, and coach Eddie Jones is excited by the prospect of picking up yet another win. Despite the short turnaround time, newly appointed Stormers coach says they've prepared for it. Well, if the players can't get excited after Saturday, I don't know what's going to excite them. And they're excited, so I don't think we've got to worry in that regard. Like, motivation's not an issue. Uh, and as Leachy said, we've dress rehearsed this probably three times over the last two years, had four-day turnarounds. You know, we played Wales two years ago, beat them on the Saturday, played Canada on the Wednesday, beat them, then played America on the Sunday and beat them. So, you know, these guys can do it. Japanese players are enormously resilient. You know, so it's one thing in our favour. Meanwhile, the box continues to lick their wounds. Haina Kamea's charges have a tough assignment on Saturday when they clash with Samoa at Villa Park in Birmingham. Springbok hooker Bismarck Duplessis says it's important to take the right mindset into the clash. If you look at, uh, at history um, and people who made history, uh, I think uh, the last two finals, the finalists uh, also lost a game in the pool stages. France actually lost two games in the pool stages. And if you look at the other World Cup, uh, soccer World Cup, where, where Spain lost a game, w- w- lost their first game against Switzerland that they should have never lost, and they still went on to win the tournament. Luke also believes that even though they are in a dark place, everything's not lost just yet. But the nice thing is, uh, the sun comes up again. Um, and uh, you have to stay positive and you, stay, you have to stay po- uh, focused for the weekend. The thing is you can't go out and have that anger in you. you just got to stick to the process and, and, and play to the process this weekend. 
In other Rugby World Cup news, England centre Jonathan Joseph is in doubt for their encounter against Wales on Saturday. He's picked up a chest injury. Wales, however, have their own injury concerns. Three of their props, Samson Lee, Paul James and Aaron Jarvis, are among the seven players in doubt following their victory over Uruguay. In domestic rugby news, Golden Lions centre Alvain Hollenbach has been forced to retire from rugby with immediate effect. He has a recurring shoulder injury. And finally, in tennis, Andy Murray's been told that he must play in the ATP World Tour Finals. That after he hinted he may miss the tournament to, event, uh, to prepare for the Davis Cup final. Britain will contest the final for the first time in 37 years. It's a cup that they haven't won since 1936. Murray suggested this weekend that he could miss the ATP finals at the O2 Arena to spend time preparing on clay, given the Davis Cup clash is a week later. But the Scot has been told that his participation there is compulsory. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll get the latest from the Bufana Bufana camp. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader. Don't forget, if you'd like to be in touch, you can pop us an SMS 34701. They charge at one rand. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for SAFM Sports Wrap. I'd love your take on uh, the Bafana Bafana camps or the squad that was announced today. And uh, the coach, Sheikhs Mashaba, uh, gave a long-awaited call-up to the on-form Chiefs attacker, George Libisi. He's added him into that 25-man squad that will be travelling to Central America to take on Costa Rica and Honduras, who are eighth, uh, on the 8th and 13th of next month, respectively. Another notable call-up is that of Ajax Cape Town striker Prince Nwamalo, who uh, was the ABSA Premiership Player of the Month last month. Habisi scored six goals in eight matches in all competitions so far, whilst Nwamalo is joint top scorer of the league, with Libisi on three goals apiece. Mishava says both players deserve their call-ups. I know a lot of people will say, no, Prince didn't play in the final of the uh, MTN 8. We, we were not selecting players on, uh, based on that game. We've been monitoring. If you look at Prince, should be amongst the top goal scorers in the, in, the, in the league. Should be amongst the top goal scorers and he has been contributing a lot for the, for the Ajax team to be where it is now. But yes, uh, George, we've been monitoring him for a long time. He's been doing well, he's been contributing into the team. Uh, that is why we, we, we are saying, even in Prince, George might have not played very well in the last game, but the duration that we've been monitoring him, he's been doing well, he played very well. He showed that maybe he could bring something into the team. The BC was in Mashaba's first squad in August last year. They were selected for the AFCON qualifiers for Sudan and Nigeria, but was left behind due to complications regarding his passport. Other players who are returning to this team include Opa Maniso, Taba Matlaba and Tulani Slatswayo, who missed the last camp through fatigue and injuries, respectively. Bafana will be meeting Costa Rica for the second time. Mashaba was in charge in 2003, when two goals from Siabonga Nomvete and Patrick Mayo ensured a 2-1 win over them in the Nelson Mandela Challenge. It would be the first ever meeting with Honduras with six matches to be played by the senior national team in the next two months. Mashaba is hoping that the players in the current squad will maintain their form for the grueling program ahead. Most unfortunately, let me start off with Chan. Obviously, most of these players, we, know, we won't have them in Chan. That, uh, most of them, if not all of them, they won't be in Chan. But going to the World Cup qualifiers, we can only hope that there's very same players with an addition here and there, and taking into consideration the question of losing of form as well as injuries, then maybe there'll be changes. But we can only hope that the players that play against Costa Rica and Honduras go through to, to the uh, World Cup qualifiers. 
It'll be the first time that Mashaba is heading off the African continent with Bafana since he returned to the hot seat in July last year. They'll be meeting a strong Costa Rican team that caused major upsets in the 2014 FIFA World Cup where they reached the quarterfinals. They're currently ranked 39th in the world rankings. Honduras is another team which regularly qualifies for the World Cup as Mashaba outlines their plans for this tour. The main objective, number one, is uh, we're still in the qualifiers of the World Cup and you've indicated they've done so well. I think that's one objective, to have, uh, give the players an opportunity of having a feeling against uh, playing uh, teams like Costa Rica. And number two, it's a question of players adapting. There are some of our players who haven't played against these teams. They haven't played outside the country and into those countries like those. So those are some of the things that we're trying to address in this kind of matches. Mishaba has faced criticism in recent weeks over his selection policy that has come as a result of poor performances, especially in the 2015 African Cup of Nations qualifiers. They've drawn with Minos Gambia, lost 3-1 away to Mauritania last month and haven't won a competitive match since November last year. It's always difficult for a national team coach to satisfy everyone with his selections, especially given the inconsistent performances of players that have to settle in the national team. And Mashaba weighs in on this matter. I didn't want to go deep into this criteria thing. And mainly, thanks for what you're raising, the question of the current form. This is what people are being misled with this current form thing. If you allow me to steal one minute of your time on this thing. Current form. Yes, a player is doing well in his club. He's playing a certain position. You've got a player in the national team who's playing at that position. He's also on form. How do you deal with that? Do you take the player in the national team and bring that other one in the team? Because we all agree we've got to keep consistency. I've heard a lot of people talk talking about the Bafana, there's no backbone in the team, there's no consistency in selection. 90% of the team that plays every day, it's players that are regular players in the national team. We don't break the team. If you look at what the defense, midfield strikers, we play more or less the same players. So that is why when we talk about this current form, we want people to understand. If a player is not on form in the Bafana, then we refer to that player in the current form. Yes, when we get to, to things like friendly matches, then we can be able to, to say we swap this player, we bring in this player. Let's look at what does this player have that ticks more than the player that is a regular in that position. In the last game, Bafana played against Senegal earlier this month. Mpo Makola had a fine debut, scoring the only goal in that match. They play the first game against Costa Rica on the 8th of October, and then five days later on the 13th, they face Honduras. Mishaba says he plans to use all 25 players in these two matches. You're using the, the, the term experiment. It's, it's a very good term to use, but uh, we want to use it in a way, in a technical way. We're going to make sure we use as much of these players as we can. It will be a good thing for us because we've got two games. If you take a lesser number than this, then you'll be looking for trouble. But at the same time, we've got to take into consideration too much of changes breaks the momentum of the team. We need to look at maybe three, four at the most changes in a team. We know that we can change up to six. Eh? In a year, we can change up to six. People will say, why didn't you give anybody a chance or whatever. We do want to give people a chance, but what we are concerned about, we're trying to come up with combinations. We want to make sure that the players gel together and they understand each other. 
If you ever thought that switching off your geezer can't make a difference, think again. The nearly 5.4 million electric geezers in South Africa use about 2,940 megawatts of electricity during the evening peak between 5 and 9 p.m. That's enough power for a big city the size of Durban. So think about installing a timer to switch it off for you. Imagine if everyone did just this. Maybe there would indeed be enough power to go around. Hashtag 49M. This is one of those wannabe African tracks. In which Samum Lungu tries to speak for knack. Right now I'm in the studio doing that dance when you kick up your leg. Not the one that Dr. Malinga does, it's more like Johnny Clegg. And it's time for me to try Kikuluma Isizulu. We all like a shower that's Shiza Kakulu. We all want Shiza Amanzi for the whole of Mzanzi. We all say Panzi, cold showers Panzi. But if we all leave on our Giza, for 24 hours a day There's too much pressure on the grid And load shedding comes into play And no one needs a hot shower In the middle of the night So please switch off your keys every evening Between 5 and 9 or right I don't know how to say that in Zulu But that's my African song The beauty of a horn is its melodic, soothing sound blown by the lips of a maestro. See the players in action at the 18th Standard Bank Joy of Jazz Festival from 24th to 26th September 2015, featuring the finest international and local jazz events like Huma Siget, The Three Cohens, Steve Dyer, Paolo Fresu, Matthew Hosel, Prince Lengwasa, Chico Freeman, and Femi Koya. Get your tickets at CompuTicket. Welcome to our world. Go to joyofjazz.co.za for more. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, almost halfway through the first week of the 2015 Rugby World Cup, uh, still a couple of teams yet to play their first pool game, but uh, South Africa did indeed play theirs this past weekend against Japan. There's been lots of reaction about that loss, and uh, we're joined now by former Bach uh, fly-off Henny LaRue. Henny, welcome on to uh, SAFM Sports Chat. Thanks for taking the time to chat to us this evening. And uh, we haven't spoken about it on, on Sports Rap, uh, but uh, devastating loss for the box. I mean, on paper, Japan shouldn't even be competing with a team like the Springboks. Yeah, look, it was, it was beyond disappointing, to say the least. So, uh, you know, I think everyone was, was rather shocked over the weekend. It was uh, the one fixture I didn't think I'd ever see happen in my lifetime. But, uh, you know, it just shows you how fast, uh, you know, sport is growing globally and professionalism you know has an impact uh, on a, on a couple on a couple of things and uh, clearly you know we can't rest on our reputation or our laurels and uh, we we need to be a lot more focused in terms of what we do and, and how we go about doing things so uh, yeah it's, it's, it's uh, it was a very very disappointing weekend and you talk about the advancement of the game, particularly in the professional era, and, and Japan is a good example. If you look at how many players are applying their trade in the East, you look at the amount of coaches that are going over there, obviously the level of their rugby has improved, but is it a case of Japanese rugby's improved that they're good enough to beat the box, or are we just way off the mark on Saturday? Well, I, I think it's a combination of both. I do think the, the Japanese rugby has improved greatly. I think, um, you know... Uh, Eddie is a fantastic coach, 
um, I, I, I think he's extremely astute, and he's been inside of the South African, uh, you know, set up for, for for a couple of months. He understands how we how we play. He also understands how, how Australia have played and, and coached Australia, you know, very successfully. So um, he he. he has, he, I think, has played a big, big role in that as well. So, um, but, but let's not take away from the fact that I think the intensity of South Africa's game um, and, and the way we approach things is, is, is questionable at this stage. And, and there's no reason for us at this stage to be losing to Japan. Hey, we've got a big clash on Saturday against Samoa. It's a team who, who we, we've done well against in the past. They're a very physical side. We, we, I don't want to say we've struggled. I mean, we've got through the games, but they have tested us. We're coming off a, a run where we haven't been at our best, and, and not just in this World Cup. If, if you take the, the clash against uh, Argentina in Durban that we lost, you look at the, the rest of the rugby championship where we've looked good in patches, but we just haven't been able to string 80 minutes together. Samoa will be thinking, hey, if we're going to beat the box, this is our chance. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, this is a good theme. After Japan, lost Japan, you know, we are now open game. It's a, it's a challenge for any side. They know if they arrive and they come prepared and committed, um, you know, they can topple the box. So, um, you know, we've opened that door, and, and, and reality is it's going to take a long, hard slog to, to regain our position and respect within the rugby fraternity. So, uh uh, you know, hopefully the the management can start putting that together. Any selection on the weekend, this past weekend, and it's easy in, in hindsight to look at, at certain positions and go, wonder what he was thinking, but there was lots of talk before the game with some of his selections, and I know the, the introduction of Peter Steph Dutoy was a, a, a late call with Willem Alberts injured, but that for me was, a, was an extremely curious decision. If you think about the amount of pressure that, that Heine Kamei has been under in the build-up to this World Cup from a selection policy perspective, he's got a player of colour on the bench. I'm not saying Sia Khaleesi should have been in that side just because he is a player of colour, but he is a specialist flanker. When he plays a lock on the flank, where the game is, is a lot quicker than it used to be, you need someone who can get to the breakdown quick. I, I can't even remember one breakdown where Peter Steph Toy was there competing for the ball on the ground. Well, this is the thing, you know, I, I don't know if, if everyone, including the coaching team, were complacent about the first match, thinking that, well, you know, we'll just need to pitch and, and, and we'll, we'll win. Um, and, and, and that's what it seemed like on the field. You know, they come back with stats now saying, well, they had 100% stats in all their tight phases and so forth. But that's not necessarily what wins games these days. Um, you know, you, if you've got someone like uh, uh, that's a tower in the line-outs, uh, like a Victor Matfield, for example, you just don't play line-outs. Then he has to perform in the tight loose and in other areas of 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 the of the game that that, that are critical and, and then you up the pace and the intensity of it and then you start finding that your older players are wanting. Um, you know, you can go and ask any player that's retired at 33, 34 years old. You know, they're usually in pain from Saturday until Wednesday. So uh, psychologically, people coming out of injury and so forth, it's it, it's it's not easy. Um, you know, it takes you a good couple of games, good couple of months to to be psychologically in in that zone to be able to take the type of contact and then offload in the contact. It's more, 
you know, taking the ball into contact, protecting yourself, and then letting the ball out through a phase play instead of playing yourself vulnerable for the contact in the hope that you can offlay a pass and, and create an opportunity to go and score a try. But other other than that, you know, there's, there are a lot of other things that, that are frustrating. My view always has been if you are predictable, you become beatable. And and I have a sense that, that that's where South Africa is going, um, and, and it's, uh, to me, rather frustrating because, you know, we've got competent backs. We've got people that can spread the ball around, and, and here we play against Japan. I have not seen South Africa go and score a try from a phase once in, I think, the last 15, 20 outings. And here we play arguably the worst, or the worst side, in, 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 to be at the World Cup, and they go and score a try from a tight phase. So, you know, I think our mindset and how we're applying ourselves and how we're adapting to, to, to the modern game, um, you know, needs some, some re-introspection. Henny, you, you played for a long time, and uh, I'm sure there were times in your career with teams that you went through bad runs and, 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 and bounced back the box. It's, they're undoubtedly going through a difficult time right now. Can they bounce back from this? I believe they can. You know, I think it's a, it's a lot about self-confidence. It's about rounding off. It's about the hunger to 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 actually go and, and, and you know, get over the white chalk. And uh, I have a sense that there's a... An element of, of players, you know, waiting for, for other people to do the dirty work. And, and unfortunately, rugby uh, is of such a nature that you have to go get in there yourself. You have to get stuck in. You have to lead by example and ignite the rest of the team um, through some, some, you know, it's almost as if players are trying to protect themselves for what possibly could happen in the future in the next couple of games. And it was a rude awakening this last weekend. Yeah, never a good place to be, particularly if you do lose to a team like Japan. There might not be a next couple of the games. Henny Leroux, thank you very much for your time this evening here on SAFM Sports Trap. Always great to chat rugby. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely chat soon. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Brad. Keep well. This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. You're listening to SAFM Sports Wrap and a very disappointing end to the Africa Games for Banyana Banyana. And uh, we'll chat all about the performances, but just the way it ended as well, with them being eliminated by the drawing of lots. We join now by Janine van Vake from Banyana Banyana. Janine, welcome on to SAFM Sports Wrap. Nice to chat once again. Yes, thanks, Brad. Thanks for having me. It's always good to talk to you guys. Janine, welcome home. Uh, very disappointing ends. Uh, are, are you over it yet? I mean, it must be a, a very, very bitter pull to swallow. Yeah, well, we are over it. Uh, we left it behind in Congo, actually. Uh, but for the few days we stayed after, um, it was quite disappointing to know that um, you get eliminate out of, eliminated out of the tournament um, like that by a draw. So it was quite disappointing for us, but... Um, at the moment, we are looking forward to our game that we are um, playing against Equatorial Guinea uh, in our Olympic qualifier. So um, it's it's played a big role for us because we wanted to do really well in the All Africa Games and perhaps you know come back with a with a gold medal just to give us that extra uh, little bit of confidence. But uh, things turn turned out the way it did, so we just have to adapt and move on from there. 
Yeah, I mean, there definitely would be some positives. I mean, the results didn't go your way, obviously, and, and, and you did struggle uh, in, in your, your fixtures. But some of the positives, I think one of the big ones must be just that the, the group got to spend some time together and, and not just play matches, but you got to train together a lot in the build-up to this Olympic qualifier. Yeah, it was good good preparation for us. Um, by playing tough opponent, opponents such as um, Cameroon and Ghana was a good challenge for us. Uh, we did really, really well against them. Um, our first game against Cameroon, uh, play, we played really well. Uh, we had numerous chances in front of goal that we didn't capitalize on. Um, and we then got uh, conceded a, a penalty in the last nine minutes against Cameroon, which uh, was not a penalty at all. Um, and then we went into the Ghana game. We knew it was going to be really tough against them as well. Um, they put up a really good fight. And also it made it difficult with just three in, in a group, three teams in a group with um, Egypt withdrawing from the group. So that made things a lot more difficult for us to um, get through. And perhaps, you know, if Egypt were in the group, it would have made it a little bit uh, easier for us to maybe get through and qualify for the semifinals. But... Um, it was a good preparation tournament for us. Uh, we know that we need to work on a lot of things um, going forward. And um, after uh, not qualifying for the semifinals in Congo, uh, we decided as a team that we wanted to stay there together and train for the upcoming match. So the team spirit is really high, and um, we're really looking hungry for us to qualify for the Olympics. Janine, some of the, the, the things you, you mentioned you need to work on out of that uh, tournament in Equatorial Guinea, one of the, the concerning things you mentioned, unable to finish in front of goal, is that something that's concerning you? Do you think the problem has been addressed? Well, to be honest, um, that's one, one thing that we are lacking in the team. Um, the team spirit is there. We work so well together on the field. Um, and the one thing that's really missing is um, creating, well, creating chances, but not scoring them. And that's a big, huge concern for us because if you're not going to score goals, then um, obviously it's not going to win you any matches. Uh, we, we can keep possession of the ball under high pressure. We are capable of doing anything, but um, scoring is the most important for us. And I think everyone knows that. And I think that this coming week that we'll get into camp, we're going to be focusing on that mainly. Let's talk about that camp in the build-up to the Olympic qualifier. Obviously, lots at stake. It's something that you definitely want to qualify for. What are you expecting uh, in your position? Well, we know about Equatorial Guinea. They're really tough opponents. Um, we, we've played them many times before. Uh, we, really, we know what they are capable of. But then again, we have uh, Coach Vera on our side. She's never played Guinea with us under Banyana before. Um, and we have did have had good preparations thus far, so we know that we have one more hurdle to overcome, and we're gonna have to give our everything. She always mentions in meetings that we it we have to play the game of our lives. Um, it's for our careers only to see where we are heading to. So uh, we missed out on the World Cup. We missed just just missed out on all Africa game semi-finals and finals um, and now hopefully it's third time lucky about qualifying for the Olympics I hope you are right. One thing I've picked up every time I chat to, to Coach Vera Powell, she's got a specific thing that she wants to get out of each game. It's been like that for the last few years that she's been with Banyana Banyana. This one, uh, I'm not sure if she's got any specific outcomes. She just wants a win, doesn't she? Yes, of course. She wants um, a win under 
rebel. She wants to take us to the Olympic Games um, and play high-profile team and and so on. So she wants that. She wants to achieve something with Banyana Banyana. Um, she's worked so hard with us, and we've we've learned so much from her. And one thing that we can give her is, you know, qualify for the Olympic Games. So we all know and aware of how tough it's going to be, but we have to give our best. We, the preparations have been really good, so nothing should stand in our way for us to achieve that goal. Tanina, on a personal note, you've been around Banyana Banyana for a long, long time now. You've uh, got many, many caps. The body's still holding up, uh, obviously not as young as we used to be, but uh, you're still quite happy from a from a fitness level and, a, and an injury level that you, you're up for it? Yeah, I think I'm quite fit. I think I've reached the stage where I'm at the peak of my game. Um, I feel really good. And I think it's just also the, the experience that I've that I've gained throughout the years that's that's carrying me through. Um, so I I feel really good and hopefully um uh, for us to qualify for the Olympics, um, you know, we could get to to Rio and scouts would be able to see me and hopefully I can um pursue the rest of my career um abroad. So who knows what the future holds for me, it's only up to me, but um I'm keeping myself in shape and I'm ready for anything that lies ahead of me. Janine from Vague from Banyana Banyana, always great to catch up. Thank you so much for your time. Best of luck in the build-up to that Olympic qualifier, the all-important Olympic qualifier, and we look forward to, to chatting again soon. Thanks, Brad. Really appreciate that. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, that's just about it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. But uh, looking ahead to tomorrow, big excitement. I, I said it earlier on on PM Live this afternoon that Japan has fast become everyone's second favorite team. Maybe not so much South Africans, but from a, a global rugby perspective, uh, I think they won a lot of fans in their performance on Saturday, particularly where they decided to go for the try in the dying seconds as opposed to the three points to level things up. And uh, their wager paid off. They picked up uh, the win. And they take on Japan, uh, take on Scotland tomorrow, and that should be a fantastic, fantastic matchup. Scotland, not uh, one of the big nations of the, the six in Europe, so it should be a fantastic performance. And I think Japan have got a good chance to pick up their second win of the tournament. And then, one I'm going to be watching very, very closely, and we'll have live updates for you here on SAFM tomorrow. Australia open their World Cup campaign against Fiji, who come off a loss against England. And uh, an important match, and uh, that group... We've been saying it all along, is uh, definitely the group of death. Pool A, Australia, Fiji, Wales and England in that one. We'll have live updates throughout the day tomorrow and the rest of the World Cup here on SAFM. Make sure you stay tuned to South Africa's news and information leader. I'll be back again tomorrow morning on AM Live with some more sport for you then. Coming up next, it is the talk shop. Before then, though, it is time for your news from myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Chetty. Have yourself a fantastic evening. Cheers.